Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome back to series four of How Are You, the podcast. This week's guest is such an inspiration. I find her incredible. She's a model, a mother and an activist. It's Kelly Knox. Kelly, welcome to How Are You? Hey, Connie. How are you doing? How are you? The, the most important question we can ask anyone right now. Oh, that is the question, isn't it? Um, mostly doing okay, but, you know, riding the Corona coaster as everyone is um at home homeschooling my five-year-old and like he's just a big bundle of energy like he's a leo he's got so much energy energy so much vitality and he's just like full of it and just doesn't want to sit down but you know we have really good days or where he's really engaged and then i'm enjoying it too and then the next day could be like meltdowns all day not wanting to do anything it's just so tough like emotionally for everybody right now and obviously I've got Elsie who's 10 months so her at home as well and you have to run a house as well you've got to do the cooking the cleaning and the washing is never ending it's just like not having that space like to myself at the moment that I'm really missing out on and like simple things that we just you know took for granted just meeting up with your girlies going having like dinner and drinks and just letting your hair down and having fun um so like for me like to feel good right now my little time I'll just go upstairs and just like put music on loud and just have a good dance that's really helped me to like feel in my body feeling grounded and just giving me that nice feel good factor I love that yeah love it <laughs> I love that do your kids not come up and join you I mean, obviously Elsie <laughs> can't she's 10 months unless she's like super woman but I feel like if I put music on and started dancing, Macy would have to join in. There would just definitely not be any time to myself. She loves yeah, dancing. Yeah, Jason does too. He, we've just made him a little playlist like on Spotify because all of it, all of his favourite songs. So he's really into like MC Hammer. Can't touch this because I think there's like an advert at the moment. <laughs> Let's get back to the 90s. Um, it's so mad. <laughs> Yeah, I love that. That's good though. It's good. We, I think it's important that we um, share our music with our kids because my mum and dad did that with us. We always used to, I used to listen to their Motown and oh, yes. um, like Lighthouse Family and all those bands with my dad and mum and I love them now. So I think that's important as well just to share, share our music and you know, music's such a big thing, isn't it? Like just to 
uh, escape from what's happening right now, like put on some music and dance. We've been doing that in the bedroom. That's why I'm laughing so much. I'm like, oh, it's not just us then. <laughs> exactly. But like you say, music music is like the universal language, isn't it? Like everyone, we can all hear it, we can all feel it, we can all have a good time to it. And it just brings that like kind of like connection and closeness and can get you, it can snap you out of the mood. It can also put you into the mood if you listen to the wrong type of music. But you just put some real feel good factor music in on you can just have a dance and have a boogie and just like just set yourself free like emotionally as well like if you've got any like emotions like to know like just stuck inside just put that music on louds and just have a dance and it does make you feel so much better and like what you said also like with music I grew up as well on Motown my mum and dad were into it my dad was really heavy on reggae and the day when we had a really good day at home schooling I just said like um hey Google play like Bob Marley and we listened to Bob Marley for about two hours and it was so chilled and peaceful and the sun was beaming in and I thought, oh, maybe, I know it snowed the other day, which is also amazing, but I thought, oh, you know, spring is coming and that made me feel really positive as well. And we had a really good day just having Bob Marley on low, just chills out music and it just flowed. So yeah, music, music is life. <laughs> That's a really, really good piece of advice for anyone listening it's not a piece of advice we've had yet on here is is about music and it brings you back to like holiday or memories of maybe slightly happier times obviously we can still have some good memories through a pandemic there's like the snow like you said but music bring you back to holidays or your wedding day or you know a girl's holiday or just you know I don't know a day Christmas anything so yeah that's an amazing piece of advice I want to talk more about motherhood with you but before we get to that part I want to take us back to young Kelly tell us more about yourself where are you from what did you want to be when you grew up what are your memories of childhood tell us more about Kelly Okay, so um, I grew up between Enfield in North London and Poplar in East London. Like my dad and his family are all from the east side of London and my mum's from north. So my mum and dad broke up when I was two. So I was living with my mum, but every like, other weekend I used to go and stay with my dad. So I feel really connected to that part of London like that, even though I'm a North London girl, like that part of London, East London, Poplar, just has my heart like the people of that part of London just really are sort of the earth and my dad's not here anymore either so like I have an extra special connection to there yeah so growing up in between those two places I was really so quite fearless like as as a child um I would do like absolutely like anything if someone said I'll dare you to like oh I remember god I don't know why I did this my friend said jump off my balcony like she lived on the first floor I had ice cream in my hand and I just thought, oh, I'm just going to jump off her balcony. And I did it. I proper like sprained my ankle when I got down and my ice cream was obviously on the floor. But like, I was a little bit, a little bit nuts, really. <laughs> You're lucky that you didn't hurt yourself more than just a sprained ankle. I know. It wasn't really that high. I mean, it was oh. high enough, but like, yeah. So you've always been quite confident. Yes, I get that confidence from you through your posts and obviously you went on to being a model. Tell us about how you became a model. Um, I find this amazing. Okay, so um, 12 years ago, like I saw, it was like a, I think it popped up as like a Facebook ad. Like I was working in in an office at the time and um, obviously should have been working, but I was bored as hell because I was not fulfilling my life purpose. So I was just 
on Facebook and this ad popped up and um, it said something like, are you beautiful and disabled? I think you could be a model or something like that. And I mean, I never thought I was like, beautiful and I never at that moment considered myself as being disabled. I was born with one hand. So like for me, having one hand was always part of my life. It was normal. It was natural. It was just part of me, just like my blonde hair is, my blue eyes and like everything else. It's just part of me. So I felt like I had a different attitude around disability because I thought, oh God, I don't feel disabled. Never used it in my house, my friends, my family, my parents. But I knew that society would put that label on me because visually they see there's a human and she has three limbs instead of like the normal four. Um, So I ended up sending my pictures into this production company and thought nothing of it. And then within like, I think a few days, they got back to me and said, like, we really want to meet you. Um, so met them. And um, that was it, really. That was kind of my initial, you know, my first start into the fashion industry. And also learning about disability, because even though I was born like this, I never knew any disabled people. I never really understood all the challenges and ignorance around disability. I guess myself, I was kind of ignorant myself because I just, I don't know, I guess I could took my body for granted because you didn't see yourself as any different no I didn't see myself as any different but until I when I was submersed into this industry that's when I suddenly first felt disabled because even though I have one hand it's not that that disables me it's like the lack of opportunities because I got a modeling contract for an agency in London a really like top one called Take Two then within like six months they went into liquidation and I just felt like completely left in the gutter because I just I started doing some really like cool modeling jobs and I love being in front of the camera it made me feel really empowered because it wasn't about me just I mean I love fashion I love beauty and that was amazing like having really gorgeous clothes and getting my hair and makeup done but for me it was more about the message behind it and what I could do for society because I started looking back and thinking when I was growing up, I never saw myself represented in magazines. You know, there's always one type of beauty represented. Then I started thinking, like, why Why isn't there someone like me? Then I wanted to be that change. I knew that, you know, I always had confidence growing up, even though when I was a teenager, obviously, like every teenager, you have bouts of not feeling happy in your body. And I did have that. And I, at one time, I wished I could miraculously grow a hand. Obviously, that would not happen. But, um, you know, that past, like everything does in life, we have these big emotions and big feelings, but we know that eventually we will overcome that and everything will be okay again until the next time. But I knew there could be young people out there who didn't grow up with that confidence. And, you know, if they didn't see themselves represented in the fashion magazines, in campaigns, on the TV, in the media, then they may not feel like they can be successful in life. They may not appreciate their own beauty and just feel that they are disabled by this label you know that's they're put into this box and they just could accept that so I wanted to um, you know be that change represent myself and hopefully by shining my own light and being confident I could help others to ignite their light and their fire and their passions within themselves because there should be no barrier to anything in life a job a relationship your own beauty nothing And I just feel like when all bodies are represented in media across fashion, beauty and TV, then it does help, really does help. Representation really does matter. 
it has the power to change society to change people's lives and you know internal and ex- external as well and then so I was just finding my feet in the fashion industry it was so so hard because back then people did not want to see my body like I just had doors slammed in my face constantly in fact I was actually told by an industry professional oh if you wear a prosthetic arm you will get more work and I thought well I had never ever liked wearing like false arms like I hated it like growing up, like my mum would put one on me when I was little. And I remember when I was like in a buggy. So, well, I don't remember mum told me the story. So I must have been only like a couple of years old. I had my false arm on. I was in a post office and I decided to rip the arm off and just throw it across the floor <laughs> to horrified onlookers. <laughs> And that was my style. I I don't want this bloody thing on. Like, this is me. This is who I am. Accept me for my real beauty. Like, no masks. And so, like, for this person to say that, it really offended me because, like, obviously they have no experience of wearing one. They're really hard. They're really awkward. They're really impractical. There's no way I could change Elsie's nappy wearing a prosthetic arm. But with my soft arm, like... I, I, I do it my own unique way. Yeah, it don't look the same, might look a bit weird, but I still get it done and do it absolutely fine. So really he was saying to me, or that person was saying to me, if you look normal, then you know the industry will accept you. But I just did not accept that. I, I didn't wear one. And then I remember seeing a video years ago as well from a model saying, oh, New York Fashion Week would rather burn down than see a disabled person on the runway. And that was kind of my initial, I know it's terrible, isn't it? To think that, okay, if you're disabled, you can't be beautiful. You can't be a model. You can't be successful. You're not, you know, you're just oppressed in life. There's so many, there's so many barriers when it comes to disability. And that's why I just need to, need to make that change. And then what happened? I decided just to go on my own, just trying to meet people. I met a woman called Jane Gorpin and she was like a, fashion producer for channel four and she did how to look good naked with got kwan i met her she just loved me yeah i loved her met with got kwan and that and that was kind of my initial kind of biggest the biggest job i had at the beginning of my career but then again it was just so many ups and downs i wanted to give up so many times but i just didn't because i just had that feeling inside me knowing that this is not about me this is about society and everybody else and what what i can do for people you're a true leader Kelly thank you babes thank you I appreciate it because it's been bloody tough like that was like 2008 when I first started and that job was probably a couple of years after that and then around that time I lost my brother as well my brother passed away then two years after that my dad passed away like it was bloody hard like I just knew that I could not give up but I was so many times I wanted to and I felt like it and I even did at times I was still working a job I was working full-time so I was using my annual leave or, or weekends to do shoots and just make those connections so people don't really know what goes behind goes on behind the scenes they just see you doing these amazing campaigns and thinking that you just you know it's been like easy and it really really hasn't and then for me, the biggest change, when I got signed to Milk in like 2017, that's when everything changed for me, like being represented by such an amazing agency and like Anna Schillinglaw, like the boss lady of Milk, she is absolutely incredible. She has been behind me 100% all the way. And she does so much for diversity across, not only like for bodies like mine, for me, like you know, skin tones, different ethnicities, different body shapes and body sizes. Like she really, she's also a leader, you know, in the modern industry. Um, you know, representing a whole vast range of people. And like with her, it's not just about like the face 
or the body is about your voice too and that's for me is everything so Mm. I'm so grateful to have met her and you know to be on this journey Mm, it's refreshing to hear that there's uh, people like that in the fashion world in the in the modeling world because you know for a very long time and for too long it's just been just a really negative industry in my opinion just everything's been about really really skinny the girls were suffering they were unhealthy they weren't eating there was only one person represented like you said and um, I'm just so glad that there's strong people like you and like the CEO of your modeling agency that are you know making a change and you can really see it now it's definitely getting better there's definitely room for improvement but it's just so nice and so refreshing and it you know it's definitely helped me as well because I used to be obsessed with wanting to be skinny because I thought that would make me happy and now I'm realizing thanks to so many influential people that you know it's not it's not the way so and you're one of those people Kelly so massive thank you for that like you're you've worked your ass off but it's definitely paying off you know and you know you've just spoke about you're welcome you've just spoken about this incredible fire in your belly from literally like a two-year-old were you born with this personality have you inherited was your mum and dad like that like because so many people listening to this who are struggling through this pandemic things have gone wrong they might have lost loved ones they might have lost their job will be listening to this thinking gosh like one you were born without a hand which to you obviously you don't know no different but for me, someone who has both hands, I think, how does she do it? I was, you sent me a voice note. You were in Tesco. Yeah. You managed to send me a voice note. You had two children. You were doing a food shop. And I was thinking to myself, <laughs> without sounding ignorant or anything, I can't do it with just one yeah. child. How does she do it with two children and one hand? And that's not me being disrespectful. I admire you so much. And you don't no. complain. You don't moan. Yeah, it's a compliment, totally. And I just think it's incredible. So like, what is your advice to people listening to this who are going through a really tough time at the moment? You've obviously, you've lost your brother, you've lost your dad in a short space of time whilst trying to build your career. You know, how, how do you get out of those tough times? I think it's really important just to integrate all those emotions. When you are feeling really, 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 really down, don't try to like numb it, push it away. You have to accept those feelings and know it is part of our human makeup to feel like we are feeling beings so when these big feelings arise whether you know it's from losing a job a person just you know life in general it's just embodying that and not judging yourself not judging those feelings knowing that you know soon yes you are going to feel pretty sad and rubbish and angry frustrated whatever it may be but there will be joy at the end. There will be light at the end of the tunnel. And it is just it is just that rise and just knowing that if there's something you want to do in life, the secret is just to not give up. You have to just keep on going. And you've got to, you know, no matter what your passion is, if you have a passion for something, everyone does deep down, you have to live that and breathe that because otherwise you're, you'll just be living somebody else's life. You need to do exactly what you came here to do for this planet. We're all here for a reason. I'm very spiritual. I believe strongly in that. When we chose to come to this planet, we, we came with our unique set of talents and gifts to birth into the world. And, you know, I know my body is like, temporary like my soul is my most unique beautiful wisest truthful part of myself 
but thank God for my body because if I didn't have a body, I wouldn't be here speaking with you and being able to do all this work that I'm doing here on earth. So that's why we have to make peace with our bodies too because without our body, we couldn't be living and breathing on this amazing earth. And even though it doesn't feel pretty amazing at the moment, like it really is. There's so much beauty around and it's just really just appreciating and being grateful for the simple things in life and yeah just knowing that no matter what there is a light at the end of the tunnel and you can do it you just have to have that self-belief that self-love and just you know being the person you want to be just even if it's making those small steps you know daily to get to that goal if it helps writing a list one thing is that you tick that off that will empower you and make you make you feel good so yeah yeah I agree and do you think having the right people around you because by the sounds of it, your family were very supportive. Obviously, your mum put the, uh, is it aesthetic arm? Is that what you say? Uh, prosthetic, yeah. Prosthetic. Prosthetic. Prosthetic yeah. arm. That's probably because she didn't know what to do, you know. But I'm assuming your family was so supportive. They're massive believers in you. How important is it for us to surround ourselves with people that believe in us and are going to support us, are going to push us towards our goals because imagine someone who is what society deems as disabled wants to go and get a job they've got a family that are like are you sure are you you sure you're going to be able to do that you know how how toxic is that going to be for that person oh yeah completely and like that's why if you don't have that you know that self-confidence and self-love and self-belief then you're going to believe all those things that that person is saying to you because like you know relationships in general you know someone can tell you something and you could believe that but it's not true that's why it's really important to go as deep as you can within yourself and meet yourself as deeply as possible so you have that indestructible feeling that self-love that no matter what someone says about you you know it's not about you it's about them and how they actually feel about themselves so I think having that even if you have that, you know, that toxic, those toxic people around you, just keep on having that self-belief, knowing that whatever they say is completely and utter rubbish, because you know yourself more than what anyone else can know you. That's why it's really important to really get to know yourself. Yeah, I was going to say, I I think it's really important that people know that they know themselves better than anyone else. You know how you're feeling, you know what you're capable of, you know what your passions are, you know what you love, you know what you're feeling. So regardless of what anyone says, you've got to dig deep, don't you? And exactly. Yeah, it's so true. So so true. Just embody it. Yeah, absolutely. Hey it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. So I learned so much from you by following you online. I was aware of disabilities, but I'm like so conscious of using the wrong words, the right words, because obviously I'm growing up in a society where they use the word disabled. I mean, my nan and granddad are what in their 80s and they aren't horrible, rude people, but some words that they've used in the past, which we've obviously corrected them, like invalid and stuff like that, have come from so many past generations yeah. where they're just not educated. So education is so key. Following someone like you online is so important. I've learned so much. Like, for example, when you pointed out about Witches, the movie, you know, the Roald Dahl story. Mm-hmm. And Anne Hathaway was the star yeah. role. And it was something about her fingers and it being grotesque. And I was yeah. like, I, I would have watched that and not thought anything of it because I just wouldn't, right? When you posted that, I was like, oh my yeah. God. So tell us a little bit more about that. So um, it was about um, the witch's movie and saying that because she, the main character, had missing fingers and it was saying basically, you know, that is making her like the most horrible, grotesque, ugliest, wickedest witch. So by giving her like... A body part which in real life would be someone who is disabled it's making her more of a grotesque ugly scary awful horrid person where in reality what makes you a horrid person it ain't a body part it's 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 whatever's going on inside the wound inside because no one is really truly horrible is whatever however we've been hurt I guess in life which makes us bitter or jealous or horrible or whatever so but I had my own spin on it because like as I said, I'm very spiritual. And when you're saying about what I wanted to be when I grew up, I actually wanted to be a witch, strangely enough. <laughs> um, but it's just like, it's like that label as well as a witch. Like for me, that isn't a witch. A witch is a woman who's deeply connected to her soul, her spirit, who's dedicated to healing, you know, a really strong, powerful, divine, feminine energy who uses her wisdom and her love and her everything to to heal herself and the world around her so I was like you want to call me a witch call me a witch like but yeah it's just that whole idea that dis- disability is ugly and it shouldn't be seen and if you are disabled then you're obviously a horrible person or you're an ugly person so yeah there was a really big um backfire about that from like the whole community who have like a limb difference or you know a hand difference like you say, if you're not, if you're not, if you, if you had no experience of it, you would be watching that film, probably thinking nothing, nothing of it. And like what you said about your grandparents, I, I have to, you know, correct people in my own family as well. Like you say, invalid or handicapped. It's like, oh my god, that is like if you look in the dictionary <laughs> or the thesaurus, look at the word disabled. Like that's what comes up. It comes up as like broken, done in, done for, maimed, lamed. It's like nothing is positive. So it's like you're, it, 
you have that stereotype, you have that preconception that, oh, if you are disabled, you can't do this or you can't do that. And some people might just accept it about themselves or, you know, an able-bodied person might have that, you know, that impression what disability is. Mm. But like what you're saying in the supermarket, for me, like being born this way, yeah, it is different. And to some people, it might look weird. Like, that's okay. It's my body. Like, I'm, I'm proud of my body. But I've always found my own unique way of doing things even though it could take me a bit longer and it would look different, it would be different, but I still get there in the end. The other day on the um, on the train before this, this other lockdown when we could travel, um, I had Jensen with me, I had Elsie with me and she'd done a poo like on the train and I thought, well, once I get off the train, I've got a long journey, so I need to, I need to do it now. I thought, mm. I had one stop to go from Drayton Park to High Benetton. I said, hmm, can I change a pooey dappy? Can I get my daughter out of her buggy and change her nappy in time for when I get off the next stop and get her back in the body and strapped in, I thought, yeah, of course I can do this. Jensen was just running up and down the carriage, swinging on the pole like a monkey. Oh, my God. Do you know what? <laughs> you can do this. So I thought, I'll just whipped her out the buggy, like got her on my on my lap, just laid her down on my legs, cleaned her up, put a fresh nappy on, sorted her out, put her, clothes, her trousers back on, buttoned up her little grow, baby grow, got her back in the way, clicked in. Just in time to go for hardness and tent. I was like, yes, smashed it. I got like to set myself these little challenges. <laughs> but I think being being this way, being born this way, it, it naturally I'm a problem solver. I just know how to solve a problem like really quickly. I remember when Jensen was small, it was I mean he was born in August and like he was it was still warm. Well, he must have been only like unless it was a year after, he might have been a year, a year old or something, or eight months in June. Anyway, he done a poo. And I thought, oh, it's ages to get to a baby change. It's sunny. The grass is dry. It's warm. I've got no wipes. I used all my wipes. I was coming from my old agency in um, in South London. Oh, thought, no. Oh, I know what I've got in my bag. I've got an orange. I'm going to open the orange, eat the orange myself, and use the orange peel to wipe the poo off his bum. And you know what? It worked a treat. Not only did it wipe the poo off and get him clean, he smelt nice and fresh of orange. <laughs> That is so funny. Oh my god! But do you know what? What what this has highlighted to me when you said when you Google disabled on the description, what this has highlighted to me is that the word disabled, even though I'm not sure what you'll have to teach me what other terminology to use or do you need to use it at all, is the focus is so much on what the person can't do rather than what the person can do. So if I if you're disabled disabled I'm doing like speech um marks there you might naturally if if it's your personality or or if your family or friends around you focus on what you can't do that's only gonna oppress you isn't it and only gonna make you feel less of a person rather than focus on what you can do and yeah that's that's that goes for everyone though not Mm, just people who you know might have one hand or one leg or whatever it's for everyone. Focus on what you can do, not what you can't, yeah. you know, and make the most of that. Exactly. In terms of terminology then, Kelly, what what would you say is the right thing to say or right way to describe someone who's disabled or they're just a person? Like, it's hard, oh, isn't it? Yeah, it's so weird because, like, with ease, because that word disabled, it represents such a vast group of people. Like, you could be a wheelchair user, you could have one hand like me or one leg, you could be visually impaired, you could be hard of hearing, you could have, um, you know, something that's an invisible disability. It's such a rubbish word to 
group a whole bunch of people who have completely mm. different needs and completely different abilities when I've done things in the past with a journalist like amputee well, well I haven't had an amputation I was born this way like if an amputation happened it happened inside the bloody womb <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> so I don't know it's like you say it's just like does it have to be a label like with any of us should there be like curvy models or a you know mm. a model of color is this you're you're a model or you're, you're just human we are all humans but I guess I don't know it's weird it's it's very weird I don't have the answer mm. I don't have the answer it's just just bloody be kind and don't judge someone based on what they look like or you know what society deems exactly. as, I guess but I'm glad that's cleared it up for me that's all right you're welcome babe <laughs> And like with motherhood, you don't see like you don't see bodies like mothers like me like out there, like never ever. And um, I get so many DMs from like um, like mums to be who may have been born the same way, saying like seniors give me the confidence that oh. I can be a mum too, or I'm pregnant. I'm really scared. So for me, that's everything. Yeah, I was going to ask you about motherhood, and um, a lot of people have asked questions as I asked my followers to ask me some questions uh, for you. And a lot of the focus was like motherhood because I've got a lot of mums following me and it's just like motherhood is hard enough as it is. So like I said before, I just admire you so much. And sometimes on the days where I'm like, oh, this is so hard. And then your picture comes up and you're with Elsie or Jensen. I'm like, she is incredible. And she's just given me like the confidence and the, um, basically a kick up the ass and a slap in the face really like fix up funny like she's got two kids she's smashing it you never mind never complain so like how you know what is your biggest challenge as a mother with one hand oh do you know what I just feel like it's like not even about like the physical it's like give me more bloody sleep yeah. like <laughs> yeah that's the, I, do you know what I knew you were gonna say it's not about no. hand that's not the that's not the challenge because you've lived with that your whole life and again that's why I love you, <laughs> love you too. it's you're just like every other mum it's the lack of sleep it's you've got two children who are very different in age that must be such a challenge a five-year-old and a 10-month-old like they need different things right now yeah completely definitely but I guess you know, because she was born on the 10th of March, so just before um, 2020, so just before the world went completely crazy. And then Jensen, he was in reception at the time. Um, so he finished school on the 23rd or 26th of March. So him being at home, like Velsi, even though it was bloody challenging at first, obviously it's a big change for him being away from his friends, not, you know, being out and about and playing and doing all those cool things they do in reception, mm-hmm. like their mud kitchens and all that fun play and stuff. And being at home and having all that energy, like he was just climbing the walls and, you know, I've just given birth. I've got a newborn baby. It's really difficult. But then once it settled a bit, it was so beautiful just to have them together. And I've got so many pictures and videos of them two bonding in that time. And him being like, so he was he was still four and a half when she was born, like helping out, like getting nappies and like getting like creams and like getting her little baby grows and just giving her so much love and kisses. Just I think for them to have that, bonding time at the beginning of lockdown for quite a long time really we just when we had our daily walk I'd take pictures of them it'd be like kissing her in a buggy it's just it was just so lovely so I'm really 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 grateful for that but he's super super smart so like he gives her her little space at times and gives her all the love and kisses and cuddles it's just I think he's at a good age where he can understand like a lot more I think maybe if, I, if he was a toddler that even might even be a bit more challenging. Mm, but the yeah. fact that he is five, 
now it's all right but I think like she slept as well amazingly for like the first three months with Jensen he didn't sleep from the get-go so I was expecting it to be the same I thought oh all babies just don't sleep but when she was born I was like oh my god this is amazing <laughs> she's just sleeping like a like a baby I thought that's where they get this same from but then uh, <laughs> well it all starts as yeah teething the wind, everything. So um, after three months, that was it really. So I had three months of sleep and then it's just, well, last night she was up the whole time. I just, you know, when you're in the days, so I got out of her cot, brought her into the bed. Then she had a little sleep on me and then she woke up and then just climbing up the bed, trying to grab all like the, like the diamantes on the bed and then just getting her dummy, smashing it in my face, pulled my fringe, pulled oh. my hair, slapped me in the face. It's like, oh, this is great. <laughs> yeah, morning to oh. you too. And then I thought, oh, it must be about six o'clock. And I went downstairs. I thought maybe she's, well, she had wind and then she's teething as well. She's got four or three, but it started again. It was like three in the morning. So I thought, I went to bed at about 11 o'clock. So I must have only been asleep for a couple of hours and then she was just awake then until about five, I think. And then and then her crying woke Jensen up. So he came into the bed and then she just got back to sleep, but then she woke back up and then that was it. It was like, okay, six o'clock, we're all up. Oh gosh, you must be absolutely <laughs> knackered. <laughs> I mean, I'm I've got um I use the sleep consultant called Rebecca. I'm getting her on the podcast for an episode. Honestly, c- cannot recommend her enough. At first, I felt like I was failing as a mum that I had to get a sleep consultant, but it was the best thing we done. And Macy sleeps 8.30 till 8 in the morning. That is amazing. I need to speak to Rebecca. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll give you her details. Amazing. So just to finalise the podcast episode, there's one topic that I wanted to touch on before asking my final question, but there was a topic about fetishes right I know this is really random and it's gone from like motherhood to fetishes which is such a weird (laughs) jump but I really wanted to get this in um I found this fascinating I saw on your Instagram again see I'm learning so much from you that there's people out there who are seeing saving people as fetishes and it's completely inappropriate the way they're going about it they're hiding behind social media accounts like tell me more about this like what is going on and you know what are your concerns thank you so much Connie for this because this is never spoken about and I really appreciate you bringing this up because um it's really important I never knew myself until I was like in this line of work so they're called devotees so they fetish about disabled people um, especially with a limb or two missing so basically like I have every morning I'm looking through my insta whoever's followed me the amount of people that I block is unreal my following could be so much higher if I didn't if I let these people just follow me which I they the way I check it so obviously if someone doesn't have a profile picture a random name people from certain countries and then see what hashtags they follow. So it could be like sexy stump, amputee woman, amputee model, sexy and disabled, one hand hot, one hand model. Oh, it's absolutely gross. And then they just, yeah, so they follow accounts like mine to basically just get off on our our missing limb. And uh, yeah, I think they want to probably put it somewhere because it's that shape. And, oh my God. Uh, and also thinking that if you are disabled then obviously you're very submissive and you're very needing and 
vulnerable. So basically, it's like a control thing, thinking they they can uh, control you oh, wow. and overpower you. So yeah, when I find them, I, I see as well they're following so many people, um, influencers and people from the UK and the US who have like bodies like mine. It's absolutely gross. And what's really worrying sometimes they follow like children as well like who are you know modeling or stuff that in campaigns where they have like a limb missing or something it's it's gross yeah and that just highlights like the downside to social media because social media is incredible like it creates so much positive awareness and it allows us all to communicate and stay in touch but there is that darker side Mm. where we do have little control over who follows us and I respect you so much for going through those that follow you and blocking them and sacrificing your following the number because people are so dying to have a big following because Mm. you know you respect yourself and yeah gosh I just it's just it is scary you know you got to protect yourself don't you it really is and also as well I think being a mother and sometimes showing my children on there as well it's 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 about that it's like I don't want these people like just following me and looking at my kids and looking at my body thinking I'm just a bloody object for their desire and it's really weird like I tell you when I was uh, quite early in my career so obviously being very naive being young I was in my like I was like 20 early 20s and then so I went to Germany so I was with um, an agent and I would obviously just put all my trust in her and I had this job in Germany, and when I got there, they were, like, people who fetishised over, like, bodies like mine. I thought, what the hell am I going to do? I'm stuck in Germany. I didn't realise at the time until it went on, and they started, obviously, you know, in that part of the, in Europe, the clothes, the style was very different, so the clothing was bloody awful, and I thought, this just doesn't feel right, and then they started bringing out this other clothing, and I thought, there's no way on earth I'm going to put that, put that on, so in the end like managed to get home and stuff and after investigating myself it was yeah it's a big thing where they actually they don't care like who you are what you are they you're there booked for uh their pleasure basically oh wow um and also I remember what was it now I found a this man wrote a book some religious guy about fixing bodies and he done this prayer that's the thing about disability as well. People think that they can fix you, pray for you, and yeah, you will get better. You'll be cured because disability is so evil. So he wrote this whole book, and there was a chapter dedicated to, and he listed people. So it's people like influencers, models, actors, Paralympians, anyone who have a, has a disability that he thought that he could pray for, and um, our body will be fixed. So you never know. Next time you see him on Insta, I might have two hands because <laughs> he's been praying hard for me. But it's like, what an absolute oh, knob. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, well, <laughs> laugh. Yeah, you have to because, oh, it's... We, we're getting better as a society but when you hear stuff like that you realise some people are so backward and so stuck in yeah. the Victorian times you know um, yeah. so it's been yeah. absolutely amazing to have you on Kelly the last Thank thing you. I want to ask you um, and to round up the podcast is what piece of advice would you give your younger self uh, know you're someone unique and special embody that feeling and never let it go chase your dreams and be the person you want to be because you can do it yes woo! 
I'm clapping. <laughs> I love that. That just flew off the tongue. I love it. Kelly, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest. Thank you. Thanks, Connie. It's been a pleasure. Love, love you. you. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs> 